Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. It is the Arizona Cardinals centric specific show where, of course, we talk about the Arizona Cardinals here in the Phoenix metropolitan area. My name is Javon Adams. Call me J Love. And with me is the man who makes this thing run. He is the foundation. He is the, the, I don't know, the catalytic converter, whatever. He played professional baseball, mm-hmm. but he also played in the National Football League on this first Super Bowl bound team for the Atlanta Falcons. I'm talking about none other than Ed Easy. Smith, what is good, my brother? What up, though, man? We made it through the preseason. It's time to get to some games that actually mean something. Indeed, indeed. So be all is going to be a tough watch. (laughs) Yeah, it is going to be a tough watch. So this week, uh, of course, we're just broadcasting once, but starting next week, we'll be hitting y'all twice on Mondays and Thursdays. So Monday, looking ahead to what's going on in the game, um, what's going on for typically on Mondays. Let let me rewind that. Typically on Mondays, it's a look back on the the game that just passed. And then on Thursday, of course, we're looking ahead to the game that's coming up. Since this will be week one, we'll be kind of still looking back on maybe some of the moves that happened over the towards the end of this week and getting into next week. And then Thursday, of course, looking ahead to the opponent, which is the Washington Commanders. But before we get into all that stuff, there is still some things before we get into that official week one type of mindset. There's still some things that had to, that we got to discuss and talk about main, mainly, um, the roster, roster, uh, roster construction and the final count of the roster. So, so we want to talk about the, some of the cuts, get your thoughts on uh, a few of those people that maybe didn't make the cut. Um, one being the loneliest number, and we'll kind of get to that, and then the uh, the current fifty three man roster, and uh, and then you know some of the undrafted rookies that made the team, and get again get your thoughts on what that if that what if anything that means. So let's start with the Cardinals cut the roster, so they're down to fifty three or fifty two as we record this, because uh, we'll get to that in a moment. But anything that stood out to you, they only had before kind of adding today, adding some, picking up some, um, some folks on the roster, uh, some center help. But before yesterday around this time, there was just the one center that was on the, that was on the, uh, the depth chart, but Colt McCoy stands out to me. Did anybody stand out to you? And I told you, I told you last week, man, I said, when Joshua Dobbs, I said, I think Colt McCoy is the odd man out dog. But, uh, but your thoughts on if, if anything jumped out at you for that, for that, uh, cutting down to 53 or 52. The only thing that got me was the Colt McCoy move, and primarily because we have a quarterback room that consists of one man, something Toon, and Joshua Dodd. That's Ooh. bad when I can't even remember the name. Clayton Toon, man. Clayton okay, Toon. There you go. I guess I'll have to get used to it because he might be our starter out the gates here. Yeah. Uh, if nothing else, and here's the thing, it's not like Colt McCoy is a high price tag. He was – not as far as backup quarterbacks go, was not making that much money. You keep them around to help some of these youngsters figure it out. Even if he's there as a third coach in the room, let him teach these guys. This is how you study. This is what you're looking for as you're going through your film. This is what, you know, some extra study sessions, even, Hey, come on over to my crib, man. Let's sit down and talk this out. Without that, you're looking at these young quarterbacks. It's going to be brutal. They're doing it. You know, we got one, one you know, two starts between the two of them in the in their careers. Mm-hmm. One's a rookie, the other's a dude that we just brought because they were familiar with it. So, 
you know, we're being clowned around, around the league. Some of we, that we, is – I'm going to let you finish, but some of that is if you saw anything – even these folks who are supposed to be the football experts, right? If you saw anything about the way in which this roster was started to be changed once, once the new regime took over, this is not a surprise. If we, if you have been paying attention, it's not a surprise though. Here's, here's the surprise though, Jay. You keep around a few, okay. a few on a roster of 53. I'm sure we could have went through and there was a few guys from the previous regime that were worthy of being here and would have gave you more of a foundation to start with. Right. We we didn't just strip it down. We took dynamite to the to our old uh, building. You know, you, we mm. see it all the time. They demolish them. We didn't just you know take it down and we're going to start from scratch. But we still have the foundation. We blew this thing up yeah. to the point where we're taking scratch. There's nothing left. And my only argument is there would have been a way to keep a couple of these guys around here as the foundation. Like, Buda Baker's the only dude that you even know on this entire roster for the most part. Yeah. You know, Zayvon Collins. Or on a roster of 53, if I get the five names and I'm, hmm, okay, that, that was there's a way to do it and then there's a way to do it. I think they just could have, instead of going all out, we're going to, if you were here last year, we're getting rid of you. And for whatever reason, they came up with it. I just think there was a way to do it less drastically and maybe give yourself a chance at a quicker rebuild and reboot because what they've done, they haven't set themselves up, in my opinion, they haven't set themselves up for failure just in 2023. This is 2024 bleeding into 2025 and beyond because this isn't a quick turnaround. If you're talking about doing some of the things they're doing, your quarterback and different things like that. You're resetting, bringing another rookie in here. Or even if you go with Kyler Murray, he's got to learn your offense. He might not be a good fit. We have, okay, we have zero wide receivers, meaning we don't have a number one. We got Connor. We got Marquise Brown. Okay, yeah. We got Connor hmm. as our our friends, our, our running back. He's going to be our bell cow. Offensive line's a mess. Yeah, uh, tight end. We got Zach Hurts. He's on coming off injury last leg, and you got you know you second year tight end behind him. Then you go over to the other side of the ball. You know, we no edge rushers, no cornerbacks. You got Buda Baker. Basically, he's standing back there. If he's the last line of defense, he's gonna have a whole lot of people coming at him. Yeah, and he's gonna be making a whole lot of game saving tackles or getting run over because there's a convoy coming at him because we don't have anybody to stop him up front. We don't have anybody to stop him in the middle. We don't he's back there waiting for everybody to get to him. So, you know, for me, I just think there would have been a less drastic way to do all of this. Now, you know, if we're still covering this in two or three years and Gannon is here <laughs> and Austin Ford and things look like they're starting in the right direction, then we all eat crow. I just yeah. it's it's Bro, it's just going to be – I've never seen a roster roster decimated to this point. Even when I went down to Atlanta after Coach Reeves had taken over the Falcons and the run and shoot and all that, there was a whole lot of dudes that were, you know, yeah. were still there that at least we weren't starting off. Like I said, this isn't even from scratch. This is – the box is, is – we haven't even opened the box. we got to pull the directions and everything out, man. 
Man, it, Cleveland tried to be bad for definitely tried to tear it on down when um uh with a couple of previous regimes ago, didn't they? They tried to strip it all the way down. You want to go through zero and sixteen? You want to go through a follow up year of two and well, it could be worse. Zero and seventeen. Yeah. You know, then the the next year, well, you win two or three games. I just, you know, I, I, I'm not getting paid to do the job. I will say this, and we'll, we'll you and I will follow this. You know how they're always starting trying to start stuff. Yeah, and you know what? Yeah, we talked about it on our Saturday show this week about the whole Giannis thing. Now all of a sudden, for next year, we got to hear about potentially going to the Lakers. I even heard the Knicks while I was driving around yesterday. Mm-hmm. Let's start with that mess, right? Mm-hmm. I saw something, and I will go find it so you can look at it too. There's speculation; it's all speculation. Gannon could be a one and done. Yeah, I because, saw that too. I heard that, that too, man. Yeah, Come on, man. But he has to, you can't. You, if you tear it down like this, you cannot expect to get to to be able to get these wins. Or you, and depending on the type of players that you bring on, if you bring on, let's say, undrafted free undrafted free agents or yeah, undrafted free agents, undrafted rookies into your team, then they might be a little bit more malleable, and they might be you might be able to form them to your culture as opposed to maybe having all these veterans on your team that feel that they feel that they're on a sinking ship so they're gonna do whatever they're gonna do they are for self no matter what but yeah that come on if, unless he shows that he has no leadership skills at all that would be that would be that that would be as as dan bickley says that would be derelict that would be who's, ridiculous who's coaching the potential two-time husband trophy winner over there at usc that, don't don't do that dog I, bro i'm not I'm talking, the other talking heads are Lincoln doing Riley, Lincoln Riley yeah. with the uh, Caleb. Come Caleb on, comes out, then you, hey, if he's out there, I'm just saying, but this is, this is why when you do this to this magnitude and you end up with a one in 16 or God forbid, a 0 in 17 record, that gives them the reason and the excuse to do it. Well, you know, he was really just over, his, but you set him up for failure. Yeah. They're setting this team up for failure. And disgrace. If they get a couple wins, I heard their over under went down from four and a half to three and a half, bro. I, you know, golly, how bad could it be and how easy would it be for them to then flip the script? Well, yeah, it, it just wasn't working. And even though it was just a year, we did it with a quarterback a few years ago. It wasn't these guys, but I'm just saying. So, God, man, I actually feel bad for Gannon because he's not the one buying the groceries. And in this case, huh. they're not even buying groceries. They're they're standing at a soup line begging yes. for food. Yes, because my my mother in law helps out at at one of those, and so she'll sometimes she'll bring stuff over. Just say, oh, I was there, and they, it, you know, here's here's some food, and you know, we don't need it. So we're so, but then you look at it, and it's. What's what's some top ramen in here with with eighteen potatoes with you know it just doesn't make sense right with uh with with a cup of noodles I mean come on man what are we here, doing here here? Go, here go make me a meal with this yeah. and he's gonna get he's gonna be the one that's gonna be blamed when I guarantee you Jay in those locker rooms right now yeah. he's trying to preach to the fifty three hey everybody's gonna doubt us. But we can do this. Now, this you is know, one of those gonna... times where it's real. Yeah, everybody is doubting you, and that's real. 
and, and not even just doubting you, but they're they're laughing at you. Mm. They're laughing at this team and organization mm. across the airwaves and other teams. It'll be an embarrassment. It's how bad it is. Man. In every instance, Jay, we always talk about this is the NFL. This is the top of talent every Sunday. You know, you go out there and anybody can beat anybody. It is going to be considered an embarrassment if you get beat by the Arizona Cardinals this year. That's and that's yeah. saying a lot. You know, in professional sports, I'm telling you right now, yeah, they're not going to be favored in that one game all season long. Yeah, and if a team loses to them, it's going to be considered the laughing style. In professional sports, where have you ever heard that? Because on any given Sunday, bro, anybody can beat anybody. If you lose to the Cardinals, this group of talent that they put together and throw it in there, a rookie coach and all the this. Like I said, I am afraid that this is like I said, this team's gonna be a laughing stock. It's not gonna be how much it's not gonna be if they lose, it's gonna be how much they lose by each week. Mm. And the joke is gonna go in, in each week. Okay, how much are the Cardinals favorite to lose by this week? We're gonna be looking at some incredible point spreads, depending on who they're playing. Mm. And that is embarrassing. I'm just telling you, get ready, bro, because we got on the on the flip side. It's, it's nothing, but they just give it us. We don't even have to prep for shows. We're gonna be, just, yeah. They, we got you love dysfunction and drama. You love it. You love you it. Give it to me like this. I can't help. I mean, this. I didn't even have to put together my Christmas list. They pretty much just said we're just gonna go get you everything, and you can Man. pick the best of what you want because Man. they're gonna supply the stories all through the year. It's gonna be how bad is the team, in my opinion. Now they win a few games. Set me up. I'd love to see it. But from what I'm looking at, and then the intent of the car, you can, well, yeah, well, we're not going to put out um, who's going to be our starting quarterback because we want to, it's like, really? So they're going to have to prepare for Toon yeah. and Dobbs. And you think the fact that you're not naming starter, that that's right now the, the defensive coordinator for the Red, for the Washington commanders right now is shaking in his booth. Because he doesn't know who's starting his game, that that that's a joke to me, yeah. and that's what we're going to be dealing with all season long is a joke. Oh, believe in the Arizona Cardinals. So I want to briefly touch on this. The there at, at as the time of us recording this, there's still one roster spot open, and there is kind of speculation on uh, CardsWire.com that it's because a a transaction, maybe there's a trade or something that that needs to be made, or some or some signing of of some other um, maybe a, a recently released player. When when the player, and this could maybe go into the as we talk about the undrafted rookies that that made the cut, is. When you're trying to build a team and you know you're going to tear it down, because I heard you locally or nationally, I should say, where they were asking about the whole Isaiah Simmons thing, and then the and um, it was with Lance Meadow uh, on on Sirius XM last last weekend, and you were, and you were you, you're how do you define again the rebuild versus a build? Because is because the the coach. And this is what I've heard. And if you agree, the coach is trying to build his culture. The coach is trying to build his team, but the, but the GM is saying, you can build whatever you want, dog, but I'm, it, this is going to be, this, this is going to be a, a situation where I, we gotta, we gotta start from scratch and we gotta build, try to get this foundation. So when you're talking about maybe making possible trades or maybe, uh, trying to start with undrafted, undrafted rookies, what does that, what, what does all that mean to you? Well, and then I, I'm, 
I'll bring up, I think I remember what you mentioning when I was talking to Lance, a rebuild. Imagine you're doing, uh, you take on a home uh, a remodel project, right? right? And you're like, you know, we all, man, you know what? Well, I want a bigger island in the kitchen. I want to, you know, maybe some different cabinets, you know. Hey, you know, hun, let's, you know, let's go ahead, go to Home Depot. That's something you can do on your own almost. You know, you get somebody to come in, do the, the hard labor, but, you know, you got the island, you got maybe yeah. another, some different uh, stairs, chairs at the island, and you do the uh, new cabinets. Okay, right? Yeah. There's that, and then there's somebody buying one of those. We see you watch all those shows. I don't watch it myself, but those shows where they flip them, right? So they yeah. come in, and the house is a total mess. Yeah. So what do they do, Jay? They take that thing, and they almost blow it up to the point where there's nothing left but studs on the yeah. ground. There's yeah. no kitchen. There's no living room, bedroom, nothing. What they've done, they've actually made it unlivable for the family that lives there to the point where they got to go stay in a hotel for four to six months because right. you can't live in this. We we There's nothing to cook on. There's nothing to sleep on. There's birds and stuff. You know, landing on you because of every all the ceiling and everything is just demolished, and that is what the car. That's a re, that is rebuild and there's retune or whatever we want. This is one of those instances where they blew the house up, and we're basically building a brand spanking new house. You can't live in this right here. You there's nothing left, and that's what they've done. It's not like I said. They're not remodeling uh, a room or two. This think about it. Our roster from last year, Jay. I mean, we got some that retired, Mr. JJ Watt. You know, they shipped some dudes off, didn't re-sign some dudes early in free agent free agency. And we were like, well, you know, we're gonna keep a couple of these. They anybody who was on this roster last year had a red scarlet letter on them. Yeah. And for whatever reason, they the the, the true sign too, Jay. When they were even going through free agency, it was like, well, we'll take that one right there. It was a bunch of one and two year deals yes. for mid range guys. It wasn't, they did not make a splash. They didn't make a, as far as I know, they didn't even make an offer to anybody with any real like tenure. It was like, if you have too much talent, we don't want you around here right Ooh. now. Yeah, if you, if you need too much money, don't even, cause I'm sure there was some, Agents out there, well, let's see what the Cardinals are. Nah, ring, 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 ring. Went to voicemail. Ring, ring. We'll, hey, we'll call them back tomorrow. Ring, ring. They're not answering their phone. If they if they had call ID and look, uh, Scott Boris. Oh no, 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 no. We don't. No, nah, yeah, we're good. We're good. They wanted zero talent mm. and zero long term in here. Yeah, and that's exactly what they got and what they're going to get. And for fans who are holding hope that. Well, if we coach them right, oh, you can coach. If you had, let's put, if if you took me mm-hmm. in my prime and yeah. replaced Travis Kelsey with me, as much as I think my talent was in my head, I'm not Travis Kelsey. Yeah. You're not going to get the same production out of me. So right. You're taking players that nobody else wanted, putting them on this roster, you've dumped all your talent. Now you're going to go out there and play in the NFL against teams that – you know, they're going to be every team that is on the Cardinal schedule. I guarantee they're looking. Oh, yeah, we're going to kiss. We're going to put some numbers up in this one. Sack numbers, receiving numbers, uh, you name it. We're going to walk out of there with a W. And that's just, I mean, that, it's a sad state. Real quick, and I shut up. It's a sad state as an athlete. 
to go to the yard, the park, the you know stadium every day, whatever it is, arena, knowing in your mind, mm-hmm. no matter how good we play, yeah, now, now how well we're coached, we're not matching up unless something really crazy happens. Not we don't have enough talent to win these games, and that is something that that's demoralizing. Because they're going to continue to try to feed these guys. We got you all here for a reason. And we're going to prove everybody wrong. Well, man, about three or four or five weeks into the season, you're going to have you're going to have guys that are going to be calling their agent, can you get me out of here? Mm. It's just going to be it's going, it's going to be that bad. Unless you're a dude that just I need a paycheck and nobody else will give me one. They're going to be guys that are not going to want to play here and go through this mess. What do you think Buda Baker is thinking right now? That's why he ended up getting a little bit more money this season. Uh, he was trying to get that extension. He saw it. He saw the writing on the wall. Yeah, I'm telling you, that's, it's going to be rough. It's going to be rough. All right. So believe in the Arizona Cardinals. So the current 53-man roster, again, the light at it. The more <laughs> the, the the cuts, yeah, we we have been talking. <laughs> we've tried to be as, as realistic, as uh, pragmatic, whatever the correct word is in regards to, in regards to this roster construction in this upcoming season. But when you see some of those cuts and when you see the way that they just, again, the, the one and two year contracts, I want to believe, no pun intended, that, that they will, that at least that they should, hopefully they'll be competitive. But when you could, but because if, and I'll say this, and, and before we head out of here, and again, we're going to be next moving forward, starting next week, Mondays and Thursdays, Mondays and Thursdays. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals, but what would let you know that this team has not given up? Because to me, it would be if they are losing, that they're losing eight or less, nine or less points would be the deficit. So, so if they're losing by double digits, if they're losing by fourteen or more consecutively, then that just kind of maybe lets me know that they're not. Maybe they that they either are definitely undermanned, which we anticipate they will be, or have, or are just maybe not giving as much effort as you thought that they would. What, what's a, what, what's a spread for you? It's not going to be a spread, Jay. It's going to be us watching and obviously the coaching staff and GM. It's going to be all about effort because yeah. I don't, there are going to be weeks where they get mollywhopped and lose by 20. Can't have nobody trying to pull up short to make a tackle or something. If you're going to be, if you're going to lack in talent, I want that much more in effort. And that's, that's, you know, that will be acceptable. You and I, we've been doing this for a long time now with Believe. A few years ago, we had the coaching staff, my man, um, before Kingsbury Wilkes. And there were weeks. And we knew it was a bad team, bad quarterback, bad offensive line. It was bad everything, right? Yeah. There were weeks when you and I, what did we say? We we get together on after the game or on a Monday, and it was, oh, my God, did you see how bad they looked out there, meaning guys were giving up on plays? Yeah. And here and here's the thing. Anybody, when it's 0-0 in the first quarter, everybody can be hyped. Coming out of the locker room, bro, yeah, yeah, you know. Then all of a sudden it's 21 nothing in the first quarter and you're cruising. You get into halftime, you still get beat, and then you come out and you mm. can see that's where our eyeglasses and magnifying glasses for us, meaning for, for fans, if you're thinking score is going to tell you a story, score is not going to tell you a story. Okay. You're going to have to dig deeper 
to get the information you want from this rendition of the Cardinals because they're going to be out, man. They're going to be a whole lot of out everything, out coached as well, right? Mm. What the effort and as you mentioned there, you used that word culture, guys, at least on the sideline, trying to encourage each other, you know, giving it everything they got, even if they're, and who knows, Jay, they might surprise us. I would love to, be, we said it that year when Wilkes was here, it was like, we would love to be surprised. Show me something. Last year with the Cardinals, we knew Kingsbury was dead man walking. We were always, you know, surprise us, you know. Because, you know, we came out with a, what the heck was Jay thinking? 10, 11 wins, 10 wins, you think? Yeah. Uh, you know, so yeah. I had, I kind of knew. And eventually you came and you saw what I saw. Yeah. But it's, it'll all of it'll be about effort. It'll be about, you know, creating a culture. And it's hard to create a culture when you're losing, when you're getting tail basking every game. But that's, those are the things we'll be looking for will tell us the story of the 2023 products because it's not going to come down to wins and losses. Yeah. It's embarrassing to be, it's when you're, when you're talked about in such a, when you're, when you're shown in such a negative light on a national, uh, on a national stage with, with, all, with these shows, with these big national shows, uh, yeah. on television and their, and their, their op-eds or their, their hot takes about your team. I don't think that they're, again, I don't think that they're necessarily tanking, but they're definitely not trying to win. And they're trying to clear their books to be able to get ready to, to, be, to be able to create what will hopefully be the next competitive, uh, Arizona Cardinals team. I guess it's semantics and it's kind of like splitting hairs, but be that as it may, we, we going to strap in and be along for the ride. All we can do, man. And, and like I said, evaluate as we see you and I, we're not in this for the good or bad of the Cardinals. We report what we see and we're, we're pleasantly surprised a couple years ago when they got to the playoffs, you know, yeah. this is going to be one of those seasons in my opinion that we get to around middle part and we, it's going to be all about, hey, let's just get through this one. But this is, you know, and hopefully you'll see them heading in the right direction. But this is, my thing is when you're a national story of this magnitude, like everybody's taking bets on how bad you're going to be mm-hmm. and how, God, it's just obvious that they're tanking. And man, that whew, if, that doesn't get your, you know, get your juices going. But the problem is they're not going to be able to do anything about it because the team is just that bad. It's just crazy. Well, you know, like I said, maybe they'll surprise us, Jay. We'll see. All right. So on behalf of the one and only Ed Easy Smith, my name is Javon J. Love Adams. This is Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. We will again be doing this thing twice a week, Mondays and Thursdays. Tell a friend to tell a friend about what we have going on here at Believe in the Arizona Cardinals, or some say believe in Cardinals, whatever you want. Uh, and so as we always like to say around this time, uh, you can. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.